guys, this is Nile and welcome to Greek Mythology with Nile. This is the podcast where I, Nile, crazy lover of Greek mythology, tell you more about it. So in today's episode, we will learn about Hesita. So let's recap first. In the last episode, we also learned about Hesita and we'll learn more about her today. So without any further ado, let's get into today's episode. Last time we learned about how Poseidon and Apollo wanted to marry Hesita but then Hesita rejected them and we also learned how you know there was a grand olympian party and Priapus uh, god you know a minor god uh, flirted with Hesita and then he claimed that he had no idea he was flirting with Hesita and then that time in the last episode i had told you that there is one part of Hesita's story that is kind of important that's why I'm going to tell you that. So this part of story in Hesita's story is quite important, but I'm going to have to do some speculating here because you won't find this in the old myths. At first there was only one hearth in the world and it belonged to the gods. Fire was like trademark property. The puny humans didn't know how to make it. They were still covering in their caves, grunting and picking their noses and hitting each other with cubs. clubs the titan prometheus who had made those little dudes out of clay really felt sorry for them after all he had created them to look like immortals he was pretty sure humans were capable of acting like immortals too they just needed a little help getting started whenever whenever prometheus visited olympus he watched the gods gather at hesita's hearth fire was the single most important thing that made the palace a home You used fire to keep warm. You could quit it. You could make hot beverages. You could light torches at night. You could play any number of funny practical jokes with the hot coals. If only humans had some fire. Finally, Prometheus got up his courage and spoke to Zeus. Hey, Lord Zeus, he said. Um, I thought I should show the humans how to make fire. Zeus frowned. Humans? You mean those dirty little guys that make funny shrieks when you step on them? Why would they need fire? Zeus asked. They could learn to be more like us, Prometheus said. They could build houses, cities, and all sorts of things. That, Zeus said, is the worst idea I've ever heard. Next, you're going to want to arm the cockroaches, give humans fire, and they're going to take over the world. They'll get all a pity and decide they're as good as immortals. No, I absolutely forbid it, Zeus said. Prometheus couldn't let it go. He kept looking at Hesita sitting next to her hearth. She admired the way she kept the Olympian family together with her sacred fires. It just wasn't fair, Prometheus decided. Humans deserve the same comfort. What happened next? Most versions of the story say that Prometheus stole hot coals from the hearth. He hid them in the hollowed stalk of a fennel plant. Though you'd think somebody would notice him sneaking out of the palace with a smoldering plant like smell that smelled like burnt licorice. None of the stories mention that Hesita helped Prometheus, but the thing is, how could he not? How could she not have known what he was doing? Hesita was always at the hearth. There is no way Prometheus would have stolen some fire without Hesita noticing. Personally, I think she had sympathy for Prometheus and those little humans. Hesita was kind-hearted that way. I think she either helped Prometheus or at least turned a blind eye and let him steal the hot coals. Whatever the case, Prometheus snaked out of Olympus with his secret burning licorice stick. 
and gave it to humans. It took a while for them to learn how to use the hot flaming stuff without killing themselves, but finally they managed and the idea spread like well wildfire. Uh, so basically, this is the Greek version of the story how fire was invented that Prometheus gave the humans fire. Now let's continue with our story. Usually, Zeus didn't pay much attention to what was happening down on the earth. After all, the sky was his domain. But one clear night, he stood at the balcony on Mount Olympus and noticed that the world was freckled with lights in houses, towns, and even a few cities. The humans had come out of their caves. That little punk, Zeus grumbled. Prometheus has armed the has armed the cockroaches. Sorry, it's a little, you know, what do you say, tongue twisting. Next to him, the goddess Asita said, "Uh, what? Nothing." Zeus muttered. He yelled to his guards, "Find Prometheus and get him here now!" Zeus was not pleased. He didn't like it when someone disobeyed his orders, especially when that someone was a titan whom Zeus had generally spared after the war. Zeus was so displeased he p- decided to punish Prometheus in a way no one would ever forget. He changed the titan. He chained the titan to a rock on Mount. Caucasus, C A U C A S U S. I don't know. At the eastern edge of the world, then summoned the huge eagle, which was Zeus's sacred animal, of course, to peck open Prometheus's belly, feed on his liver. Oh, sorry, that was gross. I hope you weren't on your way to lunch. Every day, the eagle would rip Prometheus open and chow down. Every night, Prometheus would heal up and grow a new river. Just in time for the eagle to show up in the next morning, the other gods and titans got the message: "Don't disobey Zeus, or bad things will happen to you. Most likely involving chains, livers, and hungry eagles." Uh, as for Hesita, no one accused her of anything, uh, but she must have felt bad for Prometheus because she made sure his sacrifice wasn't in vain. She became the goddess of all hearths across the world. In every mortal home, the sacred fireplace was sacred to her. If you needed protection, like if someone was chasing you or beating you up, you ran to the nearest hearth that no one could touch you there. Whoever lived in that house was obligated to help you if you asked for sanctuary. Families would like their important oath would take their important oath on the hearth, and whenever they burnt a portion of their meal as a sacrifice to the gods. Part of that sacrifice went to Hesita. As towns and cities grew, they operated just like individual homes. Each town had a central hearth that was under Hesita's protection. If you were an ambassador from another city, you always visited the hearth first to proclaim that you had come in peace. If you got in trouble and made it to the town hearth, no one in that city could harm you. In fact, the citizens were honor bound to protect you. It turned out Prometheus was li- right. Humans did start acting like the gods, for better or worse. Eventually, the gods got used to this and accepted it. The humans built temples for them, burned sweet-smelling sacrifices, and enchanted about how the awesome the Olympians were. That certainly helped. But still, Zeus didn't forgive Prometheus for disobeying his orders. Eventually, Prometheus got freed, but that's another story. As for Hesita. She was able to maintain peace on Olympus most of the time, but not always. For instance, one time her sister Demeter got so mad at her brothers that she almost called World War Zero.
Well then guys, that's it for today. Uh I know this episode was a little short, but then in the next episode we will be learning about Demeter up close and personal like I told you. So I hope you liked today's episode. You can find me on Instagram at @nila9. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Google Podcast, Acast, Hubhopper Studio, Amazon Music and Breaker. Everywhere it's Greek mythology with Nila. Please rate and review to your friends and family. It helps me a lot. You can message me on Instagram and I'm going to be starting a new website. So I hope you all visit it. I'll inform you when it's ready and I'll tell the link and everything. Thanks. Love you all. I love this stuff and bye.